another episode of Tombstone Minute, your podcast, probably your favorite podcast if you're listening to this, just in general. Uh, we discuss the movie Tombstone minute by minute. I'm Rob, and joined by Joe. I'm still here. He won't let me leave. <laughs> I have a little. I had a little more energy that time than yesterday. Yeah. In that intro. Uh, do you, you know. think Mondays are worst or Tuesdays? Um, former. Uh, Former guest on the show, Caroline, I believe Tuesday was her theory was the worst day of the week. I agree with that. Um, so, yeah, you got two there agreeing that Tuesdays are the worst. But today's really a no- great day. Today is a great day. Happy Tuesday, everyone. We are absolutely, <laughs> definitely recording this on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Minutes before you listened. Mm-hmm. Um, We're actually recording live. Please don't <laughs> hit pause because we'll get bored. Um, in this minute, Joe, Virgil decides it's time to do something Mm -hmm. and what other films would spend 10 to 15 minutes doing earlier in the movie they take (laughs) about 45 seconds hey i'm all right with that to finally show the cowboys behaving badly on a not even really all that broad of a scale basically doing the exact same thing they were doing in the theater earlier except well now it's outside we're not there yet joe i think before we get into it let's talk about how wyatt responds to uh to this whole thing with the mayor after he walks up he just goes after the mayor sort of tells him you know you guys are part of this town you should do more he just rack them <laughs> and then <laughs> and then morgan who i think his therapy dog has helped a lot just says i tell you i'm suffering from a hangover oh, yeah just <laughs> like someone t- send him to an open mic guys he's ready <laughs> What a dumb line. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, man. What a just clueless line. <laughs> um, and, you know, Virgil's still pretty quiet at this moment. And uh, he just kind of – he does he storm out? I don't remember. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, he's been very angry this entire time. No one notices because Wyatt has the uh, emotional intelligence of a one-year-old. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, to be fair, Virgil was confronted last minute about doing something, and at that point said he was busy. Yeah. I mean, I guess if since Wyatt is uh, not capable of reading people's facial expressions or tone of voice, that Mm -hmm. probably was all the evidence he needed that Virgil was in 100% agreement with him. Um, So Virgil storms out, and then I feel like you have some things to say about this, Joe. Uh, A bit is happening outside in the streets in Tombstone. Yeah, they use like the classic, uh, like old west or even big city moment to show that a city, like a town, has problems. It's the battleship Potemkin moment of this movie. Yeah, a dumb little kid runs out in the street and has to get saved, and that's a sign that society has broken down completely. Mm -hmm. Uh, When in reality, like that mom should just, you know, hold on to the kid's hand. Well, to be fair, we see the mom up close, and she's got a pretty nasty yeah. uh, scar across her face. So basically, eye. Virgil sees like some extras from the Grapes of Wrath film and uh, <laughs> pulls a 180-degree turn, morally speaking, and now now he wants to be a lawman. Like, the change is unbelievably rapid. Well, I mean, it, for Virgil, it's a little quicker, right? I mean, he sort of... I mean, it's it's about yeah, we, two I guess three it's minutes. It's obvious to us that he was... Not he had some really mixed feelings about just standing on the sidelines, sure. But but still, you know, taking him at his word 
30 seconds ago, he had no interest in being a sheriff. That's true. Or marshal, excuse me. Um, is this the first child we've seen in this movie? Um, well, it wasn't it, wasn't it your, um, well, outside wasn't of the it your child. take that, that Wyatt hit a child earlier that was abusing a horse? All I know is up to this point that it was probably the youngest person we have seen in the movie. Um, I mean, I'm sure we've seen some kids running around in the background. But I this don't is, think we have. We've watched most... this minute by minute. There have not been any children. Yeah. This is certainly the most, like, the first time where a child was, like, the focus of a moment. Yeah. Is it the only time a child appears for the rest of the movie? I don't know. I haven't watched the rest of it yet. Oh, yeah. Good point. Um, so you think this is a bit of a, a quick turn? Uh, it just seems like like we're supposed to think the cowboys are this like terrible, terrible gang, and I'm I suppose they they must be, but well, again, most of the stuff has been kind of like personal like confrontations between the Earps and the cowboys. But then what springs the Earps into action is this super rush scene where really all the cowboys do is just like drag race through the town on their horses and fire guns in the air, which is really no worse than what they were doing earlier and the herbs laughed at it what's interesting is historically you sort of look into like you know we're kind of building up to the the shootout the okay corral and all this stuff um it, it really was a lot more of like personal issues between the cowboys and the herbs that kind of led to it more so than like large crimes like in, in that way this movie is actually pretty historically accurate yeah i just don't know why they didn't just write in a a confrontation like that that gets Virgil to to become a marshal and, and I would or, yeah, I don't know yeah. we, we we there actually is a moment earlier in the movie where I kind of agree with you where they could have done more and that's when um, Fred White <clears throat> rest in peace was uh, giving them like the tour of the city and he points over to the cowboys and he sort of mentions how they run the town but you know they bring all the money in and yeah. like we just see the cowboys just sort of like casually hanging out and like I feel like that could have been a moment where we see them do something that like is morally wrong to be like, it, oh, they are bad. They, they think that they did enough in that wedding scene to to make us see them as just pure villains. But that was uh, fifty four minutes ago, or it probably that the ending of that sequence was what probably that, that yeah, takes probably what, five minutes. So fifty one, fifty two minutes ago. Yeah. That's almost an hour, and and screen time. That's a long time. Since then, Curly Bill seems like a tolerant, closeted gay man who keeps a guy from being bullied, enjoys theater, uh, likes to party, it, is harmless with a gun, <laughs> except on accident. I mean, it's it's unfair to like say outside of the first twelve minutes, but. If you had just tuned into this movie 12 minutes into it, I think you're right. You'd be like, I don't know why they're so upset. And if you listen to our podcast first, where we're the first people to break out, to break down the idea that, that this was due to a bachelor party related dispute. Yeah. It wasn't murder in cold blood. And even even if you haven't listened to our podcast, he says, you killed two cowboys. How do we know this guy's some saint? I mean, it is at a wedding. <laughs> so? Can we talk about Virgil Earp for a minute? No. <laughs> well, we're going to. We're going to, Joe. Yeah. I I did an historical deep dive on him, and I found some interesting things. Okay, so you read his Wikipedia page. Very good. Go yes, on. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, that's seriously all you did, isn't it? Yes. 
That's um, fine. You do you do it so we don't have to. When he was 16 years old, uh, he eloped and married a 17-year-old named Ellen, and they had a daughter. And then he enlisted at the age of 18 in the Union Army. Okay. Um, hey, just so you know, that's the side I supported in the Civil yeah. War. <laughs> I think they were right. I think so, too. Um, the parents of, of Virgil and Ellen, both of them, were not a fan of this marriage. Mm. Um, so he was serving, and I, I read that he was, uh, apparently he was court-martialed for a minor offense and docked two weeks' pay. Um, but I don't uh, think to, that you don't know what the offense is. No, it's a minor offense. Hmm. And it, I mean, he continued, so I don't think it was that bad. Yeah. Um, but here's where it gets weird. Ready? Um, Ellen, the 17 year old he had named, he had married and had a daughter with. Um, her dad tells Ellen that Virgil had been killed, so then she <laughs> went and married someone else. What? <laughs> <laughs> so. That's Virgil hilarious. finished. It gets worse. Virgil finishes serving in the military, and then he comes back home to find his wife and daughter, and they're just not there anymore because they had moved off. Man, did he find the dad? I I don't know if he did, but that's pretty amazing. I would enjoy um, <laughs> Sam Elliott recreating that scene of him, like kind of. I don't know if I've ever seen Sam Elliott smile, but sort of doing his best attempt to smile, walking up to the porch. Oh, no yeah. One's home. Um, so then he later on meets Allie Sullivan, who is the woman he's with uh, in this movie, and he spends the rest of his life with her, although they never get married. So there you go, Joe. Um, and he's the one – he sort of jumps around. I'm skipping a lot here, but he's the one who actually writes to Wyatt about the uh, silver mining boomtown in tombstone okay um and so a couple more things prior to this so before we are in this moment in the movie uh u.s marshal crawley dake had appointed him a deputy u.s marshal inside that like jurisdiction and then after the fred white death he was appointed acting town marshal of tombstone so he held both the more powerful local town marshal position and the prestigious federal law enforcement appointment as well Okay. And then they had a special election, and then he lost <laughs> to a guy named Ben Sippy. Now Ben Sippy, um, he ran the some... he ran in the anti Chinese League uh, ticket. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's nonpartisan. I forgot. Nonpartisan. Oh, you're right. Uh, then they had their first regular election, and Virgil lost again to this Ben Sippy fellow. Uh, but this Ben Sippy guy was a bit crooked and was in a lot of financial trouble. And at one point, um, he went so on so vacation. So this basically worked out like the Clinton-Trump election. <laughs> at one point, <laughs> Tombstone was devastated by a fire, and Virgil kept the looting under control. And then that's when they sort of learned that, hey, this Ben Sippy guy is in tons of debt. And then Virgil, at that point, was finally appointed permanent city marshal. Appointed by whom? City marshal would have been by the mayor at that point so he never actually did win he never election. won an election <laughs> that's a good point Great. so that brings us to where we are now in this moment which is um uh leading into the next minute but uh, you know virgil's about ready to make some waves oh yeah he is 
We have a very um, special guest to talk about that too. Yes, very excited. A new guest, a new guest tomorrow for Huckleberry Wednesday. Um, Joe, do you have anything more on this minute? Um, okay, uh, I do. I have one. That, now that we know kind of what Virgil's gonna do, mm-hmm. who of the three Earp brothers would you trust the most to protect your family? To protect my family, am yeah, I? So they're the they're the the head of your neighborhood watch. Am I paying them? <laughs> does it matter? It does. If I'm paying them, I choose Wyatt. If I'm if it's a civic duty, I'm choosing Virgil. Okay. So so you don't think Wyatt is driven by the goodness of his heart? He, we certainly haven't seen the evidence that he would be. Okay. Yes. Now what <laughs> what would you trust Morgan to do for your family? What would I trust Morgan to do in my family? Like, what what sort of position would would he occupy in your your little hamlet? He could probably work in the stable, help the horses, because I don't want to deal with them. <laughs> okay, so he's the <laughs> horse whisperer. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What about you? What, which one? Who would you trust? Well, I would trust Virgil more to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, Wyatt's pretty good with a gun, though. And he, and he, I've heard, because, again, I haven't watched the rest of this film, I've heard that he's basically invincible. He cannot be killed. <laughs> would you trust Would you trust Doc over any of these three brothers for that position? Absolutely not. <laughs> he, would, he would totally sleep with my wife. Would you trust Curly Bill? Uh, I'd go out for beers with Curly Bill. Yeah. I feel like I'd be super worried about Curly Bill not liking being and being mean to me. Cause I, I could just see him being really good at, at I feel like he'd toss some sick burns my way. Mm-hmm. I'd be I think concerned so too. about that. Um Okay. Yeah, that's all that's that's good enough. We got uh let's save our energy for tomorrow because it's politics come into it. I think yeah. I think I'm just gonna throw a quick warning out there. I think tomorrow's gonna trigger, be our are most... you are you throwing out a trigger warning? Well, I just think it Pun might intended? be a little bit politically charged tomorrow. I mean, how that's yeah. The whole minute is politically charged. Mm-hmm. This is when uh, Tombstone dips its toes into the uh, gun control debate. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll be back tomorrow, Huckleberry Wednesday. Yeah, special guest.